This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Amanda. Allie died. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Even just joking about that makes me sad. Yeah. Also, like, don't die on us, Allie, because then I would look really bad. Uh, <laughs> Allie is, where is she, where the fuck is Allie? Puerto Rico. Puerto She's Rico. with family. Family. So. She's, she works around the clock, as we all have know and establish. And so she's finally taking a much-needed moment of family time, even though she's still doing work. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're stuck with uh, Amanda. For yeah. Now. Sorry, kids. <laughs> you get the, get the crazy aunt. <laughs> uh, anything new? I, I went to Vegas. I, I don't know that I've spoken about my experience in Vegas. I love Las Vegas. I, get, I didn't even gamble that much. I get secondhand thrill from watching other people gamble. <laughs> and you went with a gentleman? Yes. Where are we in this stage of this person? Just like spending time together. What are you calling this person? I don't know. I think Allie wanted bar guy. Bar <laughs> but, guy? Because we met at a bar, but... I don't know. I, I do think I'm sort of... The reason I'm being kind of sheepish right now is because I did really want to take some time to process everything with New Girl and to be a little bit more comfortable on my own. Do you and feel guilty about liking Bar Guy? Kind, I don't know. Not... I don't know. Like, a little bit, but I also think... Yeah, it's like, how are you supposed to measure that kind of thing with, like, other people in terms of... Nobody really knows what's happening in terms of emotional processing. And I think, like, one thing New Girl and I discussed a lot was, like, that their things were off for, like, a significant amount of time. And so it's... The time between calling it quits is not necessarily the time being all in. I, I do. I, I'm realizing my I think whole... it's semantics. <laughs> I think you're allowed to date whenever. Yeah. It, Listen, moving on too fast might not be the best decision for anyone, right? Like, who knows? But as it relates to what it meant or didn't mean for the relationship that you're no longer in, it's irrelevant. So you could be moving on too fast for yourself. That remains to be seen. Who knows? And maybe you owe that to yourself to ask those questions. Fine. And we love New Girl. Fine. But you don't owe that relationship anymore, anything anymore, because it's over. And that might be hard to hear and process, but like it doesn't invalidate anything that you guys shared in the moment. And that's one thing I think people make a huge mistake about. They, inval- like they, they wor- worry so much about measuring what the relationship meant when it's over. And they actually spent more, people spend more time trying to like, measure the value of a relationship when they're no longer in the relationship than often when they were in it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what you and New Girl did, but people in general, but 
I don't think you owe that past relationship anything. And I'm now that I'm thinking about it, it's like we were open the whole time, like, and hooking up with other people the whole time. So it's like, and, she, you know, especially towards the end, like, she was consistently, like, seeing someone that I presume she, like, continued to see after stuff ended between us. So I'm like, okay, in terms of, like, a fairness, even though it's everybody's different and it's not, like, just because one person does something, the other person gets that. But it's, like, not out of pocket to say that it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just I I did realize my uh my old date yourself resolution <laughs> hasn't uh come to fruition exactly. So I'm trying to find like smaller ways to like carve out. Yeah, I think I just realized that I'm very that I'm really avoiding commitment and vulnerability, and I overshare so much that it seems like I'm being vulnerable, but I'm not actually being vulnerable, and so that's kind of. I I think I'd just like, you know, I met someone who I like and we're spending time together and it's fun. And so I'm like not going to stop that in its tracks because I don't feel like I'm in crisis mode or anything. But I am also kind of simultaneously like really trying to be like, okay, let's work through some stuff and kind of face the stuff. I like like hearing to look forward to hearing more. (laughs) It's good for our show. Yeah. So I I trimmed my beard way I fucked up. I got self-conscious about it. Natalie, I was like, oh, this would be a good opportunity for, like, I haven't really, I mean, I didn't pick it, but like, it, I, the guard, I wasn't paying attention, and it basically went down to like the zero guard. So then I just had to trim it all down. You didn't want to do a design? No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Natalie came home and she's like, oh, I was like, not the reaction I was going for, but thanks. <laughs> Because it's like when you know someone well enough, like you know a genuine excitement reaction and you know I'm being polite and supportive reaction. And uh, it made me feel like I'm like, wow, I I need to wear makeup. Okay. I I think some of it is also just like change. There's, yeah, there is. Whenever someone like changes, it's still like, oh my God, like adjustment. It is a different look. I'm growing it back. (laughs) (laughs) Have you always been a beard guy? No, you weren't on the show. What was the... Once I grew a beard, it was... I, I mean, I guess my audience may be self-conscious about my face. Like, there was a part of me that when I, when I fucked up, I was like, you know what, this will be, this will be good. I'll yeah, try it out. A little trial run. You're like, I want you back. <laughs> well, I, I don't mind. I do think I look better with a beard, but I, I don't think I don't mind it so much as much as you know. I guess other people have a stronger opinion on it, but. What are you going to do? We have an amazing episode for you today. The wonderful and charming funny Chris Olsen is with us. Uh, If you don't know who Chris Olsen is, he is a very popular TikTok personality. And also on Instagram, really charming guy. Uh, Went through a a very public breakup with his boyfriend. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, talk a little Love is Blind, a little Kanye, a little uh, Pete Davidson, Kim, uh, other pop culture news, and we have a great mediation call for you. Also, you'll probably hear me talking about this a lot. My book is now available for pre-sale called Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday. I honestly think it's good. So I really do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because I'm was really so... I, I don't... I did not want to write a book that... Um, people would roll their eyes at and and think of this just some other bachelor book i didn't write it for a money grab like i actually wrote it um and if you've been following my questions with nick series or you are a part of the ask nick audience 
uh, that many of you are. Uh, this book's for you, and uh, wouldn't be able to write it without you guys. And it's uh, easy to read. I think it's a little funny. Some anecdotes in there, some stories, a little bit of more stories about like people from either been on the show or friends or just general anecdotes. But I think it, uh, I think it's pretty good. So if you want to order it, that would be amazing. And Can there, confirm. And also order it. It's an awesome gift. It's like a it, really good gift. I think it's a great gift for uh, your friends who, it's a good breakup book. It's a great breakup book. Yeah. Um, for any friend going through a breakup. And uh, I really think that my goal when writing it is to make people feel a little bit more in control of their uh, own dating life. And I really think, I promise you at least two or three tidbits of like, you know what? I needed to hear that. Yeah, like this resonates. (laughs) And I promise. I promise. I promise. I mean, I can't promise you. Like, I I can't reimburse you if you're like, you disagree. But like, I really don't think you'll ask for your money back. I really don't. He doesn't. Anyway, uh, don't forget to send your questions at asknickacastme.com. Cast with a K. Uh, I would say this on a few shows. I'm pretty sure that Shane from Love is Blind 2 will be our guest next week, Wednesday. If it's not next week, it will come. But we're planning on being next week, Wednesday. We haven't fully confirmed, but cross your fingers. He has a lot to say. Let's get to Chris. Chris, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How Welcome. are you? Thank I'm doing you. well. Super excited. To excited be here. to have you. It's been a long time coming. We were going to have you on a couple of weeks ago, and then you were. We were talking. Love is blind. We were, and you were like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. And I was like, Well, let's just wait for a time because it's <laughs> like heavy. Love is blind, and then. You went and got like hooked. Yeah, well, right after you kind of like my um, manager said, oh, they, they want to know if you've watched Love is Blind. And I was like, oh, I haven't yet. But I mean, I'll get to it. And then I started watching just kind of after your deadline passed. And I was I immediately was immersed into the world and have been thinking about it ever since. I was live texting all my friends while watching it because I was probably the last person to catch up on everything. Do you have any quick takeaways for us? Are, are you with the masses in terms of like shakes a dick, we love Deep D? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure like how we feel about Shane type of thing. Totally, totally. I, th- I think um, I was really interested because I, I knew... Actually, through seeing some of your Instagram posts, mm-hmm. that Shake had kind of gone off the deep end since just off um, <laughs> since filming wrapped. But I was seeing that unravel while I was still watching, and I was really interested how they gave him some like redeeming points throughout the show. While I was knowing like this is how it ends, I was so interested on how they gave him. They needed to give him an arc in a way for us to not completely write him off at the get-go, even though he did not have a good start at the gate. But then when I listened to your podcast um, with Deep D and how she was like, no, what you saw at the start was kind of like what was happening the entire time. Yeah, like that was pretty much him. Because you're right, they definitely, in the middle of it, you're allowed not to have a physical attraction to someone. Right, right? totally. And I liked the fact that he was trying to reconcile with that. Yeah. But it was just the obsession of it. Right. And right. the fact that at the end, like, toward, by the, did you watch the reunion? Of course. Just, then it was just like, oh, this guy sucks. And you could you know? just, I mean, you could tell so much had happened from yeah. wrapping and filming to the reunion. And what one thing he said in the reunion that stuck out to me was like, 
oh, you're just scared how we're going to be edited or you don't want to be edited a certain way. And I was like, yeah, maybe you were edited in certain ways, but the certain things that you said were clearly coming out of your mouth. So there's not that much that could be redeemed in however you followed up with, I'm not attracted to her while laughing about it to other people. Yeah, and he he didn't seem to quite, I will grasp it at all because no. he, he told me to suck it on my comments, which I, I loved. That was great. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was, he has a new girlfriend though, apparently. Okay. Boy, does he. Yeah. Is, is she a tiny blonde he could put on his shoulders for a festival? <laughs> yep. There we go. And they're just like that. Yeah. Well. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you, you yeah. hit the nail on exactly the head with that what one. Exactly what you thought. I mean, everyone deserves love. Totally. And I wish I him nothing but the best. I'm curious about this per like the 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 woman he's dating. When she met him, did she not go, hmm? Like mm. and then and then she looks in the mirror and then it's like, yeah, I guess I'm your it you know it it's such could, a specific thing. And I, I'm right. someone who's been on reality TV and I've been the villain before. So it's not like just because you have your critics, you don't deserve like I don't want you don't we don't want to be judged just because you go on a reality TV show. Right. But I would have some questions if I were her yeah. so quickly after. It was so specific in terms of why we had an issue with him. Right. And the way he kind of seemed to be so objectifying. Yeah. To not fully um, pre-judge her, but to think of an idea of what might be going on there is she could be one of those girls who's like, I haven't watched the show and I don't need to watch the show or something like that. You know, like different than the other girls is maybe. is a vibe that could come across but i don't know her and i'm not you know maybe maybe she watched it and was like i actually fit every box he's trying to check so let me slide in you know that's what i was going to say of potentially it's like that thing of oh he has these very high standards looks wise and so maybe it's flattering to feel chosen in that totally. way and again we don't know her we don't know what her motivations are but i do think there's almost that like there's the potential for the pick me element yes. to the whole thing yes yeah. and then she just ended up on like on us weekly instagram page so she probably was excited about that yeah i mean who wouldn't be aunt jenny is like texting her being like oh my god i saw you on us weekly yeah a nice little launching pad if that's what she wants yeah in a way Therapy, it's an amazing thing. And the only challenge sometimes is how do we find the right therapist? Well, BetterHelp is here for you. That's right. They've been helping millions of people get the mental health professional help that they need and desire. Whether you have relationship struggles, family, friends struggles, money problems, stress at work, or maybe you just want someone to like just vent to once in a while, right? I mean, talking to a therapist should be as common as like working out and taking care of your physical health. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for it. The best part about BetterHelp, they make finding that therapist super easy, fast, and simple. You can start communicating with a therapist uh, in under 48 hours. You go online, you take a quick assessment about what you're looking for. They will sign you with a licensed professional, mental health professional. You can log in from anywhere, your phone, your tablet, your uh, computer at home. Uh, it's great for travel. Join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash V I A L L F I L E S. That's betterhelp.com slash vile files. Better H E L P. And join again the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced professional. Why not try it out? Just join. It couldn't be easier. Special offer for the vile file listeners. They get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vile files. Again, that's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash V I A L L F I L E S. 
Babel. Hey, anyone want to learn a f- second, third, fourth language? Babel is an amazing app helping people do it faster than ever before. The best part about Babel is that you learn in quick segments, right? This like little courses here and there. Spanish, French, Italian, German, over 14 different languages. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but not Babbel. Lessons were created by over 100 language experts. 15 minutes uh, lessons make it the, the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. And they have like culturally relevant things. Like uh, I was on there learning a little bit of Spanish and like learning how do you want to talk to like people in your community? Like how do you order certain types of foods? Like if you're traveling, you know, like let's say you're going to go to France with uh, some friends. Maybe you can learn about like how to check into your hotel or order off the menu so you can kind of fit into the culture. Really great way to just learn a little bit of tidbit, uh, whether it's learning a few words or a few sentences or becoming fluent. Babbel is there for everyone. They have podcasts, games included. You can even sign up for their live uh, uh, version and and work and interact with an actual uh, teacher. It's amazing. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. So that's six months for just the price of three. Go to babbel.com. And use promo code V-I-A-L-L. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Code V-I-A-L. Babble language for life. I am very much team Deep D. I'm obsessed with her. Um, I think she's doing everything right. I saw a TikTok with her and um, not not Nick. Who was the guy who was Kyle? dating Shayna? Or TikTok no. with her and Kyle. Yeah. And is that still, are they just like teasing that for clout or is there something going on there? Okay. So it's like, it's hard to say when Shayna and her fiance, her fiance had this like big opening at his restaurant that they were both seen at together. And so it's unclear because they are castmates and it would make a lot of sense for mm-hmm. them to be attending the same events. But it's also, is there a romantic sense there? They've been, there hasn't really, there's nothing on the internet as right. of now. Well, at, at the reunion, right. he was like, I think Deep D is perfect. She deserves the best. I, I love her. I think Kyle's no dummy. And I right. think he's, I think he's doing it for the engagement. Totally. If they were dating, they'd be dating. Right, right, right. I guess, I guess it would be very much more out there. They're pulling the Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron. Did you watch the? I didn't. Uh, okay, I, I so didn't, they were they're very very season. popular couple. He was the runner up. He was very popular. She was a very popular. Oh, I definitely lead. know of Tyler Cameron. Yeah, and they for like a good six months to like a year following their season. They like would hang out and post a lot of pictures. Okay, and if you knew them, and I, I, I knew they were never going to get together. But right. like the public had, they had a strong like following that yeah. hoped they would. But it was just all for right, you know, right, the buzz. No, I think I was realizing this last night. I think the last Bachelor season I actually watched was your season. Really, that was like the last one before it. I, I stopped. Um, like not, I, I wasn't like actively like now I'm done with the bachelor, but I was watching a recap, just doing my research, watching a recap of your season. And I was like, Oh, I remember this. I consumed this. What, what, what made you fall off? Um, I don't, I don't, Oh, I went to rehab. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's true. Truly, what we made me fall off is I didn't have the ability to keep watching it. And I think after I got back into the real world, I wasn't able you know, the to priorities consume. going on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's what was driving me down what to made you, my ultimate demise. Uh, how did you end up going to rehab? There wasn't our intervention. Did you? Sure was. There was. Yes. Yes. My. One of my friends who was actually like the most excited for me to go on this podcast, big Bachelor Nation girl, was my roommate for a while. Actually, for like two months, we were best friends freshman year of college and then planned to live together sophomore year. And she and my family kind of really started to see my downfall. Alcoholism and drug addiction runs in my family on both sides all over but my sister is somehow perfect, so she didn't really get any of it. It all fell onto me. And she, like the summer before sophomore year, I was getting into crazier things than just drinking. I went on a trip with my family, and I was like kind of wasted every night there. And so September of sophomore year, I remember on like a Wednesday... I, the whole intervention story is on my YouTube, but I remember on a Wednesday, I my roommate woke me up and she was like, Chris, your dad's here. I was violently hungover and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I like stumbled into my kitchen and my whole family was there, two of my friends, um, extended family. Everyone had like flown in. And if they didn't fly in, they sent a letter for someone else to read. And then every person went around and read their letter of how I had affected them. And then it was like, okay, and now you either go down to Florida or none of us ever speak to you again. So it was like... How resistant were you at first or were, did it work pretty quickly? No, I, well, quickly as in I did go that day, but the, off of the initial you have to go, I was like, I, I can't. No, like I can't just leave college right now, leave all my friends. I remember I took my best friend and my roommate into her room and I was just like sobbing to them because I was like, there's, I like, what do you guys think? How am I supposed to just go and leave everyone right now? And they were like, they had no answers either. We were 19, you know? And um, then when I came out and I was like, I'm, I'm not choosing to go, everyone had packets of paper where the initial letter was. And after I said no, everyone dramatically like turned to the next page, which meant like, which must have been the, like, if he says he's, no, yeah, page. Like he's going to say no at first. <laughs> you're an adventure. <laughs> it was literally that because there was like a sigh around the room and it was the, <laughs> if he said no page. And then that was the, um, like uh. how we're not going to speak to him ever again. And then they were going around the room and then my sister started like breaking down and was like, please don't make dad read his letter. And after she started saying that, I kind of knew that like there was, I, I knew what it was. I knew that that was kind of like the nail in the coffin if he had to read it and always get slightly emotional when I think about my sister saying that. And when I was just seeing her sobbing and then it just kind of hit me that like, I, th I have to go. If anything, just for her, for my dad. My dad started crying too, and that's maybe the third time I've ever seen him cry. And I was like, okay, I'll, I, I guess I will go. And they were like, okay, then you have to move quick because we have like two hours now to get to the airport. So f that day, my phone had broken the night before. Um, I don't know how. And so I was texting my friends on my computer like, 
I'm going down. I, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I can't say bye to everyone. I got to say bye to one friend who came over and we just like sobbed in each other's arms real quick. And then like I was, it was a connecting flight. So I told most of my friends after the first connection that I was already gone. And then I didn't get to talk to anyone for like six months, except they wrote letters and such. So yeah, it was a pretty, <laughs> it's, it's not like the lightest experience to talk about, but that was like, that was like fall of 2017 all the way through summer of 2018. And if your season was January of 2017, that, that was like my last, <laughs> my, my big last bachelor consumption before wow. turning everything around. Well, good for you, man. I'm glad uh, you were able to do that. It could you. not have been easy. And then I know recently you've gone through a public breakup. I sure have. You, you had a anything? public relationship. Yeah. And then a public, and you guys were, you were pretty giving with your audience in terms of talking about your, yeah, the whole thing. Was, was that, uh, being someone who's been, I, not me, you, but in terms of who's gone through rehab, was that something you were concerned about in terms of having type of relapses? Did your family get concerned? Any type of stress or, yeah. or trauma that you're feeling in your life? I think we might. Right, we, we tend to like maybe resort back to some of these vices that we've had. Was yeah. that ever a concern of yours or your family? And how did you work through that? And what was that like for dealing with this kind of heavy breakup all while being someone in recovery? Surprisingly, like the the fear of a relapse was not prevalent in my mind. I think it's possible it could have been in my family, sure. but it wasn't really communicated too strongly because they probably didn't want to like drop that idea in in a way. Um, but I did, there were a lot of comments that I was getting that was like, really like, it's, it's super proud of you for being able to go through a breakup sober. Like I can't imagine and all of that stuff. Um, but I think truly with everything that had happened with TikTok, then with like with blowing up on TikTok, then with the breakup and then with anything that followed, if I was a little, if I had a little less time sober than I had, or if I wasn't sober or anything like that, I would have handled it 10 times worse than I did. Um, so I was grateful to kind of have the time. It's like, it was about like, I, my, my date is on September 28th. So uh, ironically, also the day that Your date, what my sobriety oh, date, it's my birthday. Really? Yeah. That's also the date that Ian and I started dating. Oh. So we had a lot of things. Big day. <laughs> yeah. Big day. Big yeah. day. I don't really like my birthday. So September 28th is a pretty good. That's a No, I'm saying birthdays in general. Birthdays in general. Just whatever. Yeah, yeah, but now you can celebrate Chris's sobriety. Yeah. Now my birthday, I'll be like, fuck me, but like happy sobriety <laughs> happy. day, buddy. Sorry happy. about the breakup. Exactly, exactly. So we broke up in December. So it was like, you know, four four years and a few months. You know, because you guys blew up on TikTok and so much of it was the relationship, how how long between you personally knew that like this wasn't going to work out versus you guys deciding to end it. Like how did the, we're known for being in a relationship and now we've built this like audience. Was there any kind of like extra one more, like let's give it a shot because of like the social media pressure or, or you were able to separate that? I feel like there was fear early on, mostly that that was living in me just because I was like, I mean, that's 
that's a fear in the back of my head for most relationships is the whatever happens if things go wrong. But then when we started amassing a following, that just got amplified because I was like, even when things were really good, I, I, I'm, I think maybe being a child of divorce and having gone through this crazy experience where my whole life was shook up once before, I'm always living under the impression that everything's going to go to shit eventually or like just waiting for the next shoe to drop. So really early on, I was kind of like, okay, that is a fear that's happening. But I think as things went on, and they continued being good for a while, but near around, like in that that fall, um, like literal the season fall, um, that's when I kind of knew like we're we're not like we are not acting like boyfriends right now. We're acting like two very close friends who share a platform, but a lot of things have kind of like fallen to the wayside. And that's really hard for me to deal with. And I would talk myself out of it a lot of the time because I was like, I think you're just being needy and you think you need this and you think you need this in a relationship and you think you need that. But what I was, when I would reflect that back to people, they would a lot of the time be like, no, that just kind of sounds like a regular relationship um, of needing like intimacy or needing to be taken out on a date once in a while or something like that. And so I kind of realized, I was like, I, yeah, this, I, I guess things are, th- things are not the same as they once were. And it was very, it, it was very mutual um, through the times that we started having those conversations. Who had to broach the, su- broach the subject first? Is it one of those like, hey, I'm not really happy. How do you feel? Or was it like, I think we might need to talk about breaking up? It was actually like a, th- a third party. We were talking. We were we were talking to someone um, about a podcast that we were supposed to do together, and we were like, it was going to be a six month contract. And we talked before, and we were like, I don't know if maybe this is something we want to do. We don't know where we're going to be in six months. Like we were both saying that, so it was like, okay, clearly we know something's happening. And then the person was like, oh, okay, thank God that was the, this was the conversation. I thought you guys were about to tell us you broke up. And we were like, no. The call ended. And then it was like, should we talk about that? And then, so it was literally kind of like a third party dropped the subject in and that sparked the conversation. Have you been able to stay friends? Yeah. Yeah. I would say there was, we, we've ebbed and flowed, but are generally finding like a pretty good middle ground of things. I think. There was definitely a want from the outside world for maybe a little drama. Um, But we didn't announce the breakup right away, right after it happened, because it was like, let's just take time with ourselves for a second and like be there for each other or find our support system, all of that, all of that stuff. And then um, after kind of announcing it, it was, it kind of felt like ripping the band aid off again. But, I feel like we've. I, I feel like it's been relatively good since then. Do you think either of you owe each other a phone call or a reach out if if one of you starts dating in like in a serious kind of public way, or do you feel like it's not really the responsibility of either of you since like you guys are exes and it's been four months now? 
Yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. If you like find almost. out one, if if you find out he's got a significant other, would you want a heads up from him, or do you and do you think you should do that? Do the same if you were out there, you know, posting and. I feel like in saying this, it sounds like people will be like, I don't believe him, this sad bitch. But like, I would be happy for him if I saw something starting to begin. And I don't think I would need like a personal kind of message on that. But I, I, if, if that's something that he would want, I would, I would hope he would communicate that to me as well. But But I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I don't think that's something that I, I feel like I would need to take pri- take priority to do with him as well. Is this your most mature breakup, do you think? Yeah, totally. You, and has it, has it always been this, what seems to be rather mature? No, not at all. It's also, he was my longest relationship ever. So I think that um, I was, I'm set up for the breakup in a very different way than these like passionate and wild three to six month stints that I had been in before, which end up being... Uh, in my experience, I guess I need to experience another one post this breakup, but um, much messier and more intense than a longer term relationship. But did you did you guys was it like a clean breakup or because like my in my youthful immature days of long term relationships, especially the longer ones, the breakup was was like a process multiple yeah. conversations and then after we broke up we'd still hang out or hook up because we have mutual friends and it just there was like this kind of purgatory period of like yeah 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 you know i th- i think the in between that the breakup versus the announcement that was that period okay because there were a lot of conversations there were a lot of like can we make this work there were a lot of like um rehashing a lot of the things that we had been through um and the, I mean, there are probably little like moments of that that continue going on these days as well, because we do kind of still try to talk every once in a while. So I think um, I wouldn't say it was just like clean breakup and we're not talking anymore after that. There was definitely like an ebb and flow of conversation of we're ma- this is a huge change that's happening right now. So you, you're you're handling your breakup much better than Kanye and Kim seem to be. <laughs> yeah, handling, just about to say that. <laughs> handling that. Yeah. Do we? Did you hear about Pete's new tattoo? No. Apparently, he's got a tattoo that says, um, "My girl's a lawyer." My girl's a lawyer. He also has that oh, one. It says like, Kim. Yeah, we haven't seen the. I couldn't find any photos of the "My Girl's a Lawyer" tattoo, so it makes me wonder where does he have it. Pete Davidson's like it's. You tell me what you think, but at first it was like Pete Davidson was like this enigma. He's very talented comedian, funny. Uh, he's been open about his own kind of uh, mental health struggles and and substance abuse struggles, right? And right. then he's become this like phenomenon where you might not. Like, look at him and first think, like, heartthrob, but, like, all these super famous, high-powered women are, are interested in dating him. Mm-hmm. And he kind of came across as, like, this kind of aw shucks, reluctant kind of yeah. person who's just like, I don't know why everyone's dating me, but I feel like Pete Davidson loves the drama as much as anyone, and it's not an accident that he is inserting himself in all like you know what i'm saying it just seems he doesn't seem like this is no longer some sort of 
coincidence or something he just kind of finds himself in. Right, right. What do you think? I have no idea on like his end of things. I think like uh, there was a viral TikTok of Trevor Noah going around kind of talking about uh, Kim's experience through it and how like people are saying, well, she loves the publicity. She loves the drama and um, there's a new show coming out. And also, I think I think all of the above can be true maybe with all of them. Is that, like, Kanye d- wants a little more, um, a, a little more interaction with his children. Which is totally. Valid. Pete may love the drama as well. Um, Kim does have a new show coming out. And they're all probably feeling a lot of anxiety and in this messy situation. But I guess I, I, I can't really put myself in Pete or Kanye's shoes, especially after their, like, text string came out, um, where I think that selfie yeah. comes from, um, because that is just, like, not a, a move I could really ever imagine making on my own unless I was really ready for it to kind of be blown up, um, it, like, blown out of proportion or blown up on the spot in a way. So it it is possible that that's kind of like he is making certain moves that 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 will get certain amounts of attention. Uh but I I I don't know. I don't know his personality. I don't know how he goes about things. Well, Pete, we can't forget that Pete Davidson is the like the origin of Big Dick Energy. Right. Like that or as I remember it, like it was very yeah. much like he was the start of that. So he definitely has and like with Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian, like both of these relationships have bloomed after they were on SNL. And so he's I think he clearly has something in person that is like the opposite of the ick. Like totally. And so it's interesting to see how someone who seems to be developing these relationships through like person-to-person, like, contact, just, like, banter, getting along well. Yeah. That seems very genuine and organic, but the more he's in the public eye, like, it seems like he's getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Right. Because there was a while where he wasn't saying anything to Kanye. Yeah. 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 It's like this ongoing thing, because you're right. It, it he, he came across, as, like I mentioned before, this kind of, like, if you want to date me, I guess I'll date you, you know? And yeah, he's probably very charming and charismatic and kind of a bit of an enigma to people. And I can get that. And probably very refreshing because I think a lot of his humor is like self-deprecating or very like self-aware. And so I think for people who are maybe used to spending time with folks who have a ton of confidence, it's probably very attractive to see someone who's so capable of like making fun of themselves and not taking themselves too seriously. Sure. The tattoo is a little... Strong. I mean, he's actually, covered in tattoos. So, like, there's the argument of, like, what's one more fucking tattoo? And right. honestly, when you have that many, it's not that hard to cover one up. If, yeah. If you want to change it. Regardless of all that, it's a very reactive thing. Yeah. And the Kim tattoo, that is actually not a tattoo. That is a branding. So, he's got, um, he has several tattoos of, wait, like, an wait, un... Like, he got, it, it was a branding into yes. his skin. So, it's completely irremovable and permanent. The My girlfriend's a lawyer. No, the Kim. Kim one on his chest. I think I'd rather have my girlfriend's a lawyer branded on than Kim. I, I, mean, listen, I would I, have none of them branded <laughs> on me. <laughs> I, I wish them nothing but the best. And totally. I hope they are together forever. But just the odds are, uh, I wouldn't bet any sub- that substantial amount of money that they're like nothing relationship wise, Kim does last like 
you know, there might be a year or two mm-hmm. or six months or and like, you know, she's a lot, a lot like the rest of us. And like, this, this doesn't seem like this relationship has a recipe for sustained success. It could be wrong. Right. I hope I'm wrong. Would be amazing. Would be amazing. But there are some potential red flags in the relationship. And just, just a lot the, of hurdles to overcome. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. it's like really like slanted against them when you think about all of the things that are required of them in order to be partners to one another and all the publicity right. and things they have to navigate. Well, any public relationship, you've been in one, I've been in one, Kim, yeah. Pete, Kanye, Very. all the drama or the, 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 what I'm trying to think of, like this is, their relationship is, it's, it's, you have so much to, you're not bored, right? There's so much outside stimulation because right. you're responding to fans or the drama and it gives you something to do. And right. something to do in any type of situation or relationship is like half the battle because like boredom can really like set it and be like, are we really connecting? And sometimes when you are in some type of relationship that's like heavily dramatized, you can often not realize how you're not connecting or you're not really building a foundation or really able to like be quiet or be alone with one another in your thoughts. You're, yeah. It's just about the things that you're involved in. Like if it's a patronation relationship, you're, you know, focus on the TV show. If, if you're, you know, on TikTok, you're, like you said, you're spending too much time being like making videos together, but not really yeah. like going on dates. And you got to wonder, this relationship is kind of born out of this heavy drama, this TV show. And, I don't know. Maybe that's a way to build a strong foundation, but it it proposes its challenges. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really think about how many like public relationships have had this really great, long-lasting foundation. Um, I remember thinking back to like Brad and Angelina, and thinking like that is, or or even like before that. And of course, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but like. Courtney and Scott, I was like, they're doing so well and they're not even married. Like, that seems amazing. That's like, I mean, they've been together for so long. Brad and Angelina are like the celebrity couple to kind of follow. And both have since um, kind of disintegrated. Um, So there's, there's not really like an image of how this works out in, in my mind. I think the people who kind of do it behind the scenes or maybe like have a relationship that isn't their main focus of things that are going on seem to be doing it correctly. Not that I would say this is even like, like Kim's main thing is her relationship with Pete. I think the Kardashians always have a lot of things going on, but um, I, I can't imagine like, there's no scenario in my head that, that thinks if making a relationship public or having a relationship public makes it better for anyone because it's almost impossible to like turn off the noise at the end of the day and just be with each other. You had an ex low-key threaten to kill you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Did I you don't, believe it? I don't... Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's one to be listening to a podcast like this. But, and also if he is, like, yeah, you did this. So, um... You know, we're not naming names. Right, no, we're wasn't, not. We're not. Ian. No, okay. my God, Ian did not threaten to kill me. Um, full disclaimer. But I, I, I sure did. I was at theater camp one year, and this was, I think, after my sophomore year of high school. And um, he, he, he was not very. He was not a very good boyfriend the entire time. But I was, um, I guess, very into toxicity at that point in my life. 
um, was also very depressed. It was I was going through a lot of things, and he was a, a, an older guy who like brought me comfort in the way of I only felt safe from him if I was on his good side. So I was just always trying to like be in penance to this guy. So anyway, things kind of went wrong and I kind of realized this was not the person for me. And But before that, he we had kind of made the plan that he would come and visit me at the end of theater camp and see the show that I was in. And I remember him getting really mad at me one day because after we broke up, he had found out that I had like started talking to a guy again. And he like freaked out at me, was so angry. And then later in the day was like, you know what? It's actually totally fine. Like, I'm sorry I freaked out. Like, which he never, he would never do stuff like that. Like suddenly kind of take accountability for something like that. Um, And then I think two days later we were talking and he got like angry again or emotional and was like, I was I was like fucking lying when I was saying it was okay. I was just saying that so I could like I could be invited back to your theater camp or something like that. Come pick you up because we were going to go to his house after it ended. Then I was going to like take your phone and just like drop you off on the side of the road and f- you would figure it out from there. And he probably never had the plan to do that, but I remember that performance weekend at theater camp. I experienced my first panic attacks because I was so scared that he would just like show up out of nowhere because he is a guy that kind of would do that. He kind of like at that point of his life liked thriving on the fact that he was a little wild and he would always tell me like there were times he would like pull me in to like kiss me and then like push me away and then I would be like what was that and he would be like you just have to remember I have the power in this relationship I would be like okay as like a little sophomore like a 16 year old I'd be like totally that's this is how relationships work <laughs> yeah, oh, this is great. there's the power totally. one and then there's me <laughs> yeah, there's the power one and then like fuck me so um, I, I do remember that maybe it, he wasn't really going to go forth with this um, this plan to kind of just like let let me die on the side of the road, but that is that is what he uh, expressed to me that he and he he would he also had my mom's number and was like texting her what a horrible person I was and everything, and she was texting me and she was like, "Is everything okay with with this guy?" Because like, and I was crying to my friend, one of my roommates, and he was like, "Chris, don't like your mom will always take your side in this situation. Like, you don't have to worry about this." Isn't this it? Moment. I, I feel like there's a lot of, and I've had this. I've had exes, like my mom is. An angel, right? Yeah. She's like, she's the queen of empathy. Right. And any girlfriend I've ever had, she's so good at just making him feel like part of the family. There's always a lot of like quick words of affirmation. There's very closest. My mom's always been like that. Yeah. With anyone I've dated. And I love that my parents like hold me accountable. Right. Especially when I'm dating someone, they've like, they have no problem taking my partner's side. You know, yeah. with things. Uh, but I'm still their son. Yes. And there have been times where it's just like, I have found out after relationships broken up that they would like text my mom and like vent to them and saying things where my mom would be like, hello. Did you think I was like not gonna, it's not, it's not even about taking sides, but it was just more like saying certain things where it was like crossing a boundary. Yeah. And I always find it nuts that some, some people will break up and find 
and, and think that they can immediately try to convince the parents of their former partner that like they should still have them around in their life or like, what are you trying to accomplish when it, when it comes to to stuff like that? I think it's just like, it's it's a power move. People think of it as a power move and think like it, it, there is some delusion in the back of the head that is like this person, like I will just get whatever over you I can, including turning your Your parents parents against against you you somehow, which is like, that's there. I think there is some delusion there for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I guess I'll do it. I've also realized friends and partners like can be bullies. Totally, a lot. You know, yeah. like I think, I think there's a lot of people who have friends that like are listeners. Like your friend might be a bully, because I think sometimes we have friends. Like I thought about it when you're talking about the story about the ex. Of yeah. there are certain pushy people who will like kind of just bully people into doing things they want because they. They well, that's 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 their style, and they will accumulate certain friends who are more, you know, demure or quiet or easygoing yeah. or like things like that. And then eventually, it's just like, you know, like you can have friends who can can bully people. We've gotten. It sounds like when people call in with their ass Nick, there's always a couple of those. But right. like, you always gotta walk. You always gotta be careful about like. You you would think that it, you would never be friends or date someone who's a bully, but that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, you totally do. I I think I had definitely found myself in a in a position of feeling like I just wanted I, I wanted some control in my life, but it translated into wanting someone to control me or finding someone who was controlling me, and so there was this weird like fucked up sense of. Well, at least there's something that has a direction, right. even though it's literally the direction to hell. Like, there's something okay here, though it wasn't okay. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, like, locked into this. So it's, like, not on me. It's just something that is, like, yeah. set up. I mean, it, it was boarding school. So I remember there was literally, uh, there was, like, no... Um, escaping him in a way. And one day I like, we had just gotten in a fight and I woke up. I had a roommate too, but I woke up um, to something and he was sitting at the edge of my bed, just like waiting for me and was like, we have to have a conversation. And I was like, looking back on that now, I'm like, that's absolutely terrifying. And my other roommate was just asleep because this must've been like 6 a.m. But I was like, yeah, there was, I ended up learning the sound of his feet walking up the stairs that were that were right by my room because I immediately like I literally knew the cadence of his step because it would make me so nervous or I would be so like tense whenever it was happening. So that was one of my best relationships. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> uh, I thought this was really interesting. And before we get to our meeting call, mediation call, I wanna I wanna end with this. Okay. But we Uh-oh. we asked you if there's anything you're you holding a grudge about, mm-hmm. and I read you you started off by saying you didn't hold grudge don't hold grudges, and that made me made me think, and you actually recognize the same thing I was gonna ask you. Yeah, is that you said you gave the example like if someone ghosted you and called you next day, you would reply. Yeah, and how are you able to? And it sounds like maybe you're struggling with. Like the balance of, because I I think it's toxic to hold grudges. Yeah, totally. Like it's just it's just it takes too much energy to hold on to that kind of angst and anger and frustration. It's better to, it's healthier to let it go. But what a lot of people do, and what you've admitted to doing, yeah, is 
there's a difference between not holding a grudge and still maintaining a boundary. Yeah. Like you gave that example of someone ghosting you and like forgive, not forget, right? Yeah. Like they ghosted you. So instead, like, are you actually responding to them because you're no longer holding a grudge? Or are you responding to them because you might get the validation you seek that they were maybe sorry or regretted ghosting you or can give you an explanation that will be easier for your ego to handle? Yeah, it would definitely, I, I, my, my ego seeks the validation in in those circumstances or also just like is always trying to find reconciliation or ways that things could work out or or something like that like hopelessly i want everything to always be okay and to feel in control of things and when you're ghosted or when things don't work out you suddenly feel out of control. So then when someone comes back to you and gives a little a little bit of that control back to you, you're like, "Okay, I feel great again. How how could I how could it it's a it's a fucked up way of thinking, but like how could I then continue to hold this boundary where it felt shitty to have to put it up in the first place?" Yeah, but you you give it right back when you Totally. Yeah, when you I I have a really hard time giving up um like giving up my power to people rather than standing in my power, which is something like my therapist and I have worked worked on a lot of like, well, why do I feel so comfortable standing in my power on TikTok or on social media? And I think it's because there is kind of a built-in boundary there of feeling like I'm allowed to take up this space here rather than when someone's right in front of me. If they're like, no, I'm about to take up some space, I'm like, okay, take it, whatever you need. Because I will quickly acquiesce in in an in-person situation. So then suddenly online, I'm like, well, here's my spot. Here's where I'm going to stand or something like that, which is something I'm trying to find the middle ground in. But recognizing it is a huge... It's totally huge. Huge step. Um, recognizing it is huge. Doing something about it is even bigger. Let's uh, let's get to uh, these are these are great uh, topics to segue into our mediation call because we have a, a a couple that uh, is having a hard time figuring out where the fuck they should live and arguing about it. So let's bring them on. Let's do it. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hi. All right. Who we who we have here? I'm Sarah. I'm 28. Uh, Patrick, I'm 30. Uh, hi, you two. Appreciate you guys calling. Who wants to kick this off and uh, tell their version of the story? Okay, so I'm going to kick it off. Okay. I will tell the version of the story that I think is most true, but then I'll let Patrick <laughs> jump in if, <laughs> if he hears anything that he doesn't agree great, with. Great, great. Okay. We definitely want to get both sides. Okay, cool. So I will first start out with what we're looking for. So we need some help and some mediation with figuring out how we determine and how we compromise on where we want to live long term. Okay. So, let me give you the Okay, so let me give you the backstory now. So, me and Patrick met out here on the West Coast. Um and then after we met, we were dating and then we ended up moving all the way out to the Midwest for Patrick to go to medical school. So we did 4 years out there. It was very cold. It was very hard for me. It was you know, it was okay for Patrick. He didn't have that tough of a time. But we were just like, oh man, we got to get out of the Midwest. It's so cold. So when we were kind of thinking about where we're going to go after that, um, I was like, let's get back to the West Coast. Like, I love California. I'm from California. I want to go back. And he was more so like, well, I want to pick somewhere for my residency program. That's going to be a good program. It set me up well for my career. 
And so when we were making that decision, we were going back and forth, back and forth. You know, he had multiple options where he was a really good candidate to go anywhere in the country he wanted. So I ended up saying, okay, here's the deal. If you take me back to California for the next four years, I will let you pick anywhere you want to go for after that. So we can move wherever you want to go. And so like my for the rest of your here, life. For the rest of our lives. Okay. So so my reasoning here was like, okay, if I can get Patrick to California, he is going to see, he's going to open his eyes and he's going to see how great it is out there. Um, Because also we were, we were on the West coast, but we weren't in California. So I was like, he's going to see how great it is out there. You know, he's going to change his mind. And so, so so, if I'm hearing you right, Sarah, that was a (laughs) bit of a lie. It was a bit of a lie. Because you were like, I'm just going to make this promise because I'm going to assume he's going to change his mind. And after four years, when he's just like, let's go to, I don't know, wherever the fuck, Bismarck, you're going to be like, (laughs) what? And then you're going to have to, (laughs) right? So like, you didn't actually mean that. You were just banking on the fact that you're going to spend the next four years selling him on building this life in this, you know, wherever West coast town that you guys settled in. Yes, exactly. And so I thought, you know, he's going to get out there. He's going to love the beach. He's going to be convinced that like, this is the place to be. And so anyway, now we're two years in and he is still set on going Pacific Northwest. So he wants to live so somewhere did, so, other than California. So Patrick, you were like, okay, fine. And you moved out West. I mean, yeah. So I honestly, this is a great deal for me that she proposed. <laughs> and I didn't, I wasn't like, I was transparent about that. So you realize four years really isn't that long. Mm-hmm. And then our whole life ideally would be quite a while. Right. So yeah. do you sure you want to make that deal? And she's like, no, I want to, you know, before we have kids and before I get mom bod, like, I, I want to spend my my youth on the beach and then we can go wherever. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to like move her to Omaha. No offense. To no, anyone Omaha, in Omaha? But yeah, like, sure. yeah, like, you know, Pacific Northwest, like these aren't, these are places that people love to live. So, I mean, the, the whole time for me, it's, I don't like the beach. So that's not going to be a selling point for me. And I like the four seasons and the cold weather part of the year. And with, you know, Southern California doesn't have that. So to me, it's like, you know, you made a deal and now it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where we're I, stuck. I disagree like, with both of your approaches. <laughs> <laughs> I was transparent the whole time. I, like, I, I, I hear you there. And she definitely, <laughs> Sarah definitely made a, but let me ask you this, Patrick, when, when, she made that deal and you said, babe, I just want to remind you that the rest of our lives is a long time, but are you sure you want to do this deep down? Did you knew exact, did you understand what she was trying to do? Which it sounds like to me that you were, she was pretty transparent, even though she thought she was being super Machiavellian that you, (laughs) you kind of knew you, I don't know. Like honestly, no. I, and I I'm, think, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm not trying to set you up to say that you were wrong. I'm just. No, not at all. I'm just no, asking. Like, it seemed like you're a pragmatic person, and it seemed like you anticipated 
this being an issue regardless when yeah, she when I mean, she presented it, the deal. It was going to be an issue, which is why I tried to talk her out of it. I was fully okay with reversing that deal and me going wherever I want, both of us for four years. And then, you know what, we'll make it work in Southern California. It's fine. And it wasn't like this was a one day conversation. We never revisited. Like it's something we came back to multiple times while we were in the Midwest. And she, you know, she stood around. She seemed like everybody understood the terms of the contract and we moved forward. And then I busted my ass to get us here to Southern California <laughs> for residency, which worked out. Someone's going to have to compromise. Um, and just talking to you both, I'm not getting a vibe from either of you that you're all that interested <laughs> in compromising on it. So, I mean, I've put forth what I think is kind of a compromise and admittedly, I still win in it, but that was the contract. So, but I was like, look, look I mean, you, what do you love about Southern California? The beach? Okay. They have beaches in the Northwest. Mm. Yes, they're colder. Um, but pick a spot and I'll see if we can make it work, like with my employment and your employment and whatever else. But I'm, you know, I'm willing to, to compromise on my end, you know, there are a lot of places inland that I would do very well professionally um, that you know, I'm willing to like move past those to find a more coastal place. That's also has seasons and things like that. I, I have to say, like, I do hear his argument there. Um, he is giving like a range of options and I'm someone who will frequently, if I don't like staying home for too long, I'll just kind of like, travel on somewhere as a, on a whim for a second. And so if you have, if you're on the Pacific Northwest, you have the ability to kind of pop down when you need to or be near a beach. But I do think it's, it's, it is something wh while also sticking to your point, Sarah, and, and holding to that, which I think you are more than allowed to do. I think it, it is something to be appreciated that you're given kind of more of a wide range of options um, rather than just saying like, we are moving back to Omaha because of that was the deal that you initially gave me. Because I'm, like yeah. technically he is in his right to say that um, with the initial deal. Y yeah, <laughs> for sure. And now you guys having, being in where you are now, it doesn't sound like you've really setting like really roots down and with you like residency is your goal after you whether you stay where you are or you move to your next destination is it possible that could be your forever place or is it also possible that as your career advances patrick that uh, a relocation is also in the in the cards yeah i think it's possible um there just like the statistics are that most folks in my field end up changing jobs within the first three years. Now, ideally that wouldn't be the case because you're building a patient base and you're kind of making a name for yourself in whatever city you're in. So you kind of start over if you move, but that wouldn't be the end of the world. Okay. So it's, it's possible. Yeah. Cause I, I think these, um, unfortunately, Sarah, I think the deal you made, you, I think you both need to kind of, forget about this deal. That's what I think. Because it, it was nonsense to begin with. You both <laughs> knew it. 
right? It was nonsense, Sarah, when you proposed it. Patrick, it was nonsense that you accepted it and, and at face value. You both knew. You both knew it wasn't going to be that simple. So, like, for both of you to, like, bring up this deal uh, as a way to try to get your way is just, it's not going to, uh, I think, what I think is it's not going to allow either of you to really empathize and understand the other person's point of view. It's just, you know what I'm saying? You need to both just stop bringing up the deal, right? You're married. Okay. You're married. And no we matter are. what, like whether, <laughs> whether it's this issue or not, like someone who's never been married or, but like, you can't predict the future, right? Shit's going to happen. And you guys are going to have to like get through some of these choices. This is just one of those choices you have to get through. So there's going to have to be continued compromise. I will say, uh, Sarah, that, well, I think you should forget the deal. I, I, I do think <clears throat> it does seem, I agree with Chris, that Patrick seems a little bit more flexible than you. And yes. <laughs> and given that flexibility, <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, I think there are compromises to, you know, while it might not be, you know, Southern California, the Pacific Northwest is a pretty easy and relatively inexpensive flight to even keep t- touch with friends and family. You know, it's not, it's not the East Coast. It's not the Midwest. It's, it's a definitely less chaotic climate. It's got the seasons that Patrick's looking for, but maybe not the, the brutal winters that other parts of the countries have. You guys could move anywhere and still move again. You know, I think that's the thing. It's like, as long as the only like commitment you guys should have is to each other, not to sound corny, is that like shit's going to happen and we just have to prioritize like this relationship. And at times I'm going to make sacrifices that I'm not going to love. And the other person is going to feel a little bit more like they got their way. And the other time it's going to be the opposite. It kind of seems like the way you are also agreeing with us is that this is something you did know a little bit in the back of your head that was just kind of like being pushed down because you were like, maybe we'll, I'll, I, <laughs> the, the things will still be able to change because we do that until a, a definitive decision is made. All we're always trying to do, especially if the decision has to do with another person, is change the other person's mind. Um, while also knowing somewhere back there that the inevitable will come to us, you know? So uh, I feel like there's definitely more, you're, you have more compromise in you. You've just been quieting that side of yourself to really stand your ground. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like that is a good way of looking at it. That's a fair point because I have been just like, this town, this town, this right. town, this whole time. But it is heartwarming to hear Patrick talk about him kind of taking into consideration, you know, my love for the beach town and still, you know, wanting to incorporate that in wherever he chooses to live. Because, you know, per our deal, he really could take us to the middle of nowhere. So I do appreciate hearing him talk like that and hear that he's actually, you know, considering my, you know, true desire for why I like living here. Well, I think anyone in a, in a, relationship you want your partner to be happy so deal or no deal it would be kind of an insane <laughs> move to be like well just, you made a deal so fuck it not right. really interested in your wants <laughs> right um but yeah he, you know he did move for you and, and gave you something you wanted and every relationship is a bit of like give and take and you know i hate 
I hate the idea of keeping score, like, well, you did this for me, so now I have to do this for you and vice versa. But there should be like an unspoken kind of like recognition of, you know, maybe it's my time to make some sacrifices. And you said you're only two years into this four-year kind of stint, right? I I think that, as you mentioned earlier, this has been something that, you know, we more or less joke about for the most part. And, and Sarah has kind of suppressed, we both have kind of suppressed and put off the fact that we'll just have to make this decision later, but it's just becoming time to start thinking more seriously about that. And, I, you know, I get that from, like I said, from one of the first dates we had, she said, my heart is at the beach, et cetera. And I, I totally understand that because like mine's in the forest. And I, and mm -hmm. I think that from her perspective, it's like, we're finally here. Yes, I agreed that we should leave, but how could someone like want to leave here once they're already here? It's not that bad versus for me, it's everything for someone else. It's like, you can probably put up with this. It's not that bad. Totally. And yeah. that's true. That's, well, you know, that's true. It's but, actually not. Well, I would actually, I, I think it's dangerous for Sarah to have that logic because yes, it's a nice place. There are obviously worse places to be than the beach, but if you're not into right. it, you're just not into it. Like people are just into different things, you know? And I think we always have to be careful to be like, why don't you like this? You know, like we right. do that a lot with it, or food or TV shows. Like, yeah. I don't know, I fucking don't. And it, I mean, it sounds like <laughs> both of you kind of have that mindset about your same place. Like, like it, it's everything for you, um, Patrick, and it's also everything for you, Sarah. Um, and it like, I'm sure Patrick probably sometimes has a mindset of being like, yeah, but like, actually not sometimes is in the mindset of being like, yeah, but the Pacific Northwest is not that bad. So why don't you just like it there? And you're like, but this place is not that bad. So why don't we just like it here? But again, I think um, in, in reflecting back that logic between the two, if you're able to find flaws in the other person's logic, then it can very easily just be mirrored back to yourself. Yeah. I think it'll go a long yeah. way if you guys... You know, like again, Sarah, if it's you who kind of concedes, right, and ultimately moves, I, I wouldn't think of it as winning and losing. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you're always going to get more from your partner by giving than receiving. Weirdly enough, right? If if Patrick's just like fuck it, I'm I'm. This is you made a deal. If you make it about the deal, there's going to be resentment on Sarah's side, right? And if Sarah, if you're just like fuck it, I love. I have to do this. There's going to be resentment on Patrick's side. And you guys want to avoid the resentment. That's the really the biggest goal here is like, no matter what you guys decide, can you prevent one of you or both of you from like constantly being re resentful of the other person? Also like you're, you know, hopefully you have a successful career, Patrick, you make some money as someone who's like a little older, like time goes by fast. Patrick seems to recognize this. Like, Hopefully you have a very successful career. You make some coin and maybe you buy like a, a second home at the beach in the future. Like that's, that's more than possible. Or you just, you travel a little bit more and you spend more time like traveling to the beach and things like that. Like I live next to the beach for a year and a half and I always consider myself a beach person. Like whatever. It's like, it's not like you can't be happy and you can't be a beach person. You can, it seems like you have a lot of guys a lot of things going for you. I would just hate for this to be an ongoing thing. And then I do agree with, with Chris is that I think you guys need to 
you're better off figuring this out for the most part sooner than later too. Because one, enjoy the two years that you have left. Don't make the next few years about fighting about this thing and then anticipating the move and then dreading it. Just like appreciate it in the moment and have some fun and stop stop thinking, Sarah, that Patrick's going to come around. He's not, right? And if, and if you yeah. and that's okay too because if 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 he does give in a little it's not because he came around it's because he's doing it for you. You know, sometimes when you try to convince the other person to like something as much as you do, you take away their opportunity to like you know, give to you, to like make sacrifices for you. It's just like, you know, yeah, it's nice when you like the same things, but it's also nice to know that your partner like did you a solid and be like, "You know what? I'm gonna, let's, you know, maybe Patrick one day buys you a concert tickets to like your favorite country music show and he's like let's go have some fun and he's a good sport about it and you know it's not his favorite thing but like you know he did it for you and that yeah. was like something you're going to appreciate more because he went and he had fun and he wasn't a baby about it he just like this is sarah's day and i'm gonna have some fun and like that same appreciation of this will be something that you can do for patrick but if you kick and scream and talk and make it about the deal, you'll take that opportunity away from yourself to like do something for the relationship. And I'm assuming in the future, like that will be something like Patrick recognizes is like, hey, you know, you did this for me, just like he moved to California from you. Cause right now he, he did, he, he still moved to a place that you wanted to go that he didn't. And despite the yep. deal, he, he did that. <laughs> And right now, instead of like appreciating that, you're already focused about how do I make him stay? And it kind of takes away that whole kind of gesture of him moving to a place he never wanted to go to in the first place. That is a good point. And that actually does kind of open my eyes to seeing his perspective a little bit more because I didn't really think about how I'm kind of shitting on the fact that he did a really big thing for me because I have just been focused on, all right, now how do I get him to stay here forever? Um, so <laughs> I think that is a good perspective to have. And I can appreciate how willing he is to compromise because even what you were saying about, um, you know, maybe getting a vacation house, he has brought up uh, nearly all of your points before he has been very open to compromise and I've just been kind of um, stubborn about yeah. staying here. So <laughs> I, uh, it is good to get a third person's I'm, perspective on it. I'm glad that you recognize <laughs> one of the things that, I love about Sarah and why I still love her and fell in love with her was that she's so dedicated to her thought process. Like she will make her mind up about something and that thing will be seen to the end for sure. And, but you know, every pro has its con. And sometimes it's like, if that outcome has resistance, whether I'm the resistance or something else, like can be a problem. So if we can like shift our focus and all of her undying passionate energy to like doing some road trips together and and exploring different places that might be you know a, a good compromise for both of us then i think that can be like a growing experience for us together in, in just finding that ultimate location i i think you make a good point too because it's just a, it sounds like just channeling channeling your energy you know yeah i it's I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. And um, I do, it's the attitude shift that you were talking about, Nick. Like, I think I do need to just flip the switch and stop being such a baby when we're looking at homes. Because we have done that before. We've gone and like, you know, looked in Oregon and seen these cute little coastal towns. And I do start to get excited about it. But I'm like, stop doing that. Mm, he's going he's yeah. to be not sold on Southern California anymore. 
Yeah, he's so not I sold. I, I, I had to talk to him for two minutes before I was like, this guy yeah. fucking hates this yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. So, you know, I, I will try the attitude shift and try to be a little more open-minded when we're, you know, having the discussion and try to focus my energy a little bit more onto the compromise instead of just holding my ground. And I think that would go a long way. Next time, don't make promises like that, mm. you know? <laughs> Because I, I, I do, as you guys get more and more familiar with each other and you've, you're already married and I have just found, and we've all been in relationships, everyone in this room, you get to part, no one likes being manipulated, right? We all agree that we all hate being manipulated. Totally, yeah. We all manipulate in relationships. We manipulate in relationships. We do it. But the more you get to know your partner, the more you pick up on when they're manipulating you. And honestly, like when you proposed that deal, Sarah, to Patrick, that was you manipulating, right? And it's, those are the little things that kind of like, it just gets annoying because it's like, just t- let's, let's have a conversation and talk. And I, I just find that like, I would rather have my partner to say, I'm calling in a favor, so to speak. I, I want to get my way right now. And that way you could just say, okay, well. I want to make you happy. So I'm going to do this for you rather than like, I would rather do that. And as a partner say, I want to be the type of partner who wants to make my partner happy rather than like, I know I'm being manipulated right now. So like I'm more, I get more irritated on knowing that my partner is just like trying to like get one over me, so to Mm -hmm. speak. And usually this stuff like this happens like with smaller things day to day of like, let's do this thing. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like those that type of communication over time gets frustrating and annoying. Just like you guys are married. Just like tell like, exactly how you feel about a situation and then figure out how to like get through it together rather than winning. Because like there there is no winning <laughs> in, in disagreements in relationships I have found. There's either figuring out a solution where you're both happy or losing. Yep. That's a fair point. Yeah. So you got to stop trying to win. And then now you, Sarah, and then figure out a way that you're both happy. And I do think once you change your mindset, you will find, have your new goal, not being finding or trying to win. Your new goal is finding a place that we're both love and be happy about. And, And until you find a place that you're just as excited as him, then you don't stop looking. Okay. Okay, I can do that. I can do that for this relationship. Channel that energy. Work. I will. Great. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hopefully this was helpful. No, that was super, super helpful. helpful. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you so All right, much. take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Right, well, what a great call. What a couple. I think they're going to make it. Yeah. Usually it's like if you're fighting about where to live, it's like, Game over, Joe Honestly, and Kendall. I'm mildly, I was mildly concerned for them because I, 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 at one point I wanted to be like, God, if you don't fix this, you're definitely going to get divorced. Well, and they also, I mean, Sarah set it up with that first um, line of saying like, this might be vile oh, trials. Yeah. I kind of, I, I honestly expected maybe a little more bloodshed during that conversation, but it seemed like um, they were both kind of he- hearing each other's sides pretty well. Yeah, I feel like a, another successful in, in story uh, or mediation, rather. And without uh, you having to prompt them, Amanda, they were kind enough to 
articulate what they liked about the other person on a, on a happy ending. So oh. I'm, I like, I'm a big fan of words of affirmation yep. and like, uh, instigating it, imposing it on other people. Totally. <laughs> I love that. Chris, thank you so much for thank joining. Thank you. It's been this a pleasure. Lovely. This you're, was great. You're wonderful. Uh, where can uh, my audience find you, follow you, all the great stuff you're doing? Um, they can find me at Chris on TikTok, just Chris, or you're, I am you're the, the Chris. Oh, you're the Chris on TikTok. <laughs> cool. I'm the Chris. Or um, if if they're feeling a little more chaotic, at not Olson Chris on TikTok. Um, Chris Olson on Instagram, and um, probably somewhere else in the world. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's great content. Follow along. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Chris. Thank you. Don't Thanks forget for to pre-order my book. I'd really yeah. appreciate it. Go uh, link in and link in the show description. I'm sure I'll be promoting the shit out of it for the next beautiful so book much. cover. Go check it out on his Instagram. Uh, I really think you guys will enjoy reading it. I really, I honestly, I'm very self-conscious about it, and I was fully prepared when I wrote it to be like. I'm just not going to tell anyone I wrote a book because, like, I don't need this book, so to speak. Okay. So I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I'm fully prepared to like not promote it, right? But I right. think it's good. No, I, I, that's so, important. So, read it, and if you hate it, then you can make fun of me. And if if I'm wrong, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with our K. Oh, don't hold me to it, but I believe Shane from Love is Blind 2 will be our guest for next Wednesday's Going Deeper, pending, confirming. Hopefully he's going to be in the studio, maybe over Zoom. A lot we don't know, uh, but uh, we anticipate getting the exclusive. Oof. He, has, he has not done any other sh- interviews and has held all his answers in wow. Until for the show. Files. So we appreciate him doing that. Uh, a lot of questions. I think we I, all have. Yeah, I've actually seen him say multiple times on social media, yeah. everything will be revealed on Nick Biles. Which podcast. is, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. The loyalty. Yeah. Oh my, I can't wait to um, listen. Me, me too. So uh, be sure to tune in uh, for that. Bye. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 